if you're like me and you like to go camping, hiking, hunting, um, just be prepared in general, then uh, I recommend you check out Squatch Survival Gear. Their packs are 100% made in America. Each component on the packs are American made. It's a veteran owned company out of Texas. Um, it's my buddy Chris. He started this out of personal experience. Um, in his military service, he, he fashioned these packs, you know, off of packs that he used that he had to modify to make them something that uh, is more, more convenient, easier to carry, less of a load on your body, and the, let the pack do the work. They're amazing. I own two. I have the, uh, the Rock Ape and the Mothman pack. I love them. They're the best bags I've ever had in my life. These bags are bomb-proof. I, I, I've never seen anything like it. Plus, they're comfortable. When I have them on, I can carry around. I can hike with 25, 30 pounds, and it, it doesn't strain my body. The pack does the work. Um, you have to see them for yourself. So go to SquatchSurvivalGear.com to check them out. If you decide to, to purchase one of these bags, use my promo code. It's 23BUMP this year. Okay? It's 23-B-U-M-P. Use that promo code and it'll save you 15% site-wide. These, these are packs of all sizes. You know, if you want something, you know, small everyday carry, or if you want some kind of a uh, go bag, like a, I'm not coming home bag, he's got them. Check them out. SquatchSurvivalGear.com, promo code 23BUMP. When he turned his back from shoulder to shoulder, it looked like as wide as the tailgate of a truck. And this darkness, literal darkness, just came like all over, just just all over me except where I was standing. This thing let out the most blood-curdling, mind-blowing, spine-tingling scream that you've ever heard in your life, and it cut through me like a knife. And I knew that they were going to take me. I just knew it. And then the next thing I can remember is being levitated. Well, when I look in there, uh, I see two big eyes staring back at me. Hello and welcome. You're listening to The Bump Podcast, a place for the believers of the unexplained, monsters, and paranormal. Join us, and we'll go face-to-face -face with what goes bump in the night. Hey there, believers. I got another great episode for you this week. Today, I'm bringing on Chokma from um, actually my For You page on TikTok. <laughs> he has a lot of really interesting videos, and the man seems like he knows what he's talking about. Um, he just captivated me on several things. And so I wanted to... Uh, bring him on the show just talk to him 
Um, you know, there's been a, a thread lately. Uh, actually, for a long, long, long time, I've talked about it before on the show. You know, the spiritual warfare. Um, he uh, he's had some interesting experiences that he discusses on you know on TikTok on social media. And what I wanted to do was get him on the show and to just go into a little bit more depth. You know, some detail about things that he's talking about. You know, um, about deliverance, about um, miracles. Um, it, it seems as though he's into deliverance ministry himself. And, you know, I'm all about that. I'm all about hearing about good versus evil, good guys winning because we know God wins. But, you know, it's just, uh, you know, the whole paranormal aspect of it all. I want to hear what he has to say about, you know, his, his perception on things, his view on things. So I just think it's going to be a great episode. Uh, I think you guys will enjoy it. Uh, he doesn't seem to shy away at all from the unexplained monsters and paranormal. So hopefully you guys will enjoy this conversation as much as I know I'm going to. So we'll, we'll bring Choke Ma on the show here shortly. First, just real quick, I wanted to reiterate if you guys would like to help me out with this project i have going on with these kittens my goodness they're so much fun um okay here's what happened my wife and i and my nephew we decided we needed some cats uh, we've had cats all all throughout our marriage and we had a couple that were they were outside, big boys, you know, big male cats. Well, it is kitten season, and they did what male cats do. They took off on us, and we hadn't seen them in a couple of months. Um, so we were just lonesome, you know, for some some feline companionship. So we went to this animal shelter, and uh, we had every intention of adopting, you know, a cat or two that we could keep indoors and just love on them, you know. But when we got there, we were we mentioned maybe fostering instead of adoption. And when we did that, they took us back to the foster room and there was these uh, two, there were sister cats. Both had a litter, both mommies. One wouldn't nurse and the other one nursed both litters, small litters. And they introduced one or two other cats outside of that litter and she just took them all in. So she's fostering, you know? How sweet is that? So our hearts melted. We brought home seven kittens and two mommy cats. And it has been a lot. I'm not going to lie. It's fun. Uh, we get to love on them, you know, and that that's rewarding. We get to make sure that they are taken care of. We will have them until probably July, somewhere around July. And then they'll go back to the shelter unless we adopt a couple um, can help find some placement homes. So the adoption process can be done and um, we get them, we get them to good homes. So what I've, what I've been asking is if anybody wants to help us um, with, with the costs of this stuff, if you feel like you want to virtually adopt these kittens, 
um, so we can keep them keep them going as long as we can. Holler at me. Um, the easiest way to do it would be just to sign up for just one month on Patreon. Um, trust me, the money goes to the kittens. Okay, I've had we've had some help so far. Um, we've had some donations come in already, and that's been wonderful. I'm very appreciative. Um, we go through for nine cats. You can imagine uh, the little pads that you lay down, you know, in case they have accidents because they are not doing very well with the litter box. I'll tell you that. Um, but cat litter, um, 60 cans of cat food, big $45 thing at Sam's Club. Looks like it's going to last, I don't know, 10 days, 14 days. These cats are ravenous. So, yeah, it, it adds up quick. Um, I love it, but it's a lot to take on. So if you want to help and virtually adopt, then send a contribution. I'm posting pictures of these babies all the time on Instagram. I'm going to try to get like a photo shoot with them, take pictures of each individual one. Um, we're trying not to name them, but we can't help but name them. There's seven of them. So we're giving them like seven dwarves names. We're giving them names out of the Bible. They came with some uh, shelter names, but they kind of suck. So we want to give them something more fun. Um, it's just a blast. So if you want to get involved, that's great. If you would want to physically adopt one of these kittens, like if you if we post a picture and you fall in love with it, you send us the adoption fee, we'll adopt the cat out, I will get it to you. Because I don't believe anybody's going to do harm to these kittens after paying you know, the price that they, the, these adoption fees are. Um, I could put you in direct contact with the animal shelter that we got them from. So, you know, I'm not trying to keep money out of this. I'm just trying to find some homes for these kittens. Yeah. We're going to keep a couple. I'm sure. Um, at this point, we've all fallen in love with like one each. Who knows? Who knows what's going to happen, but I'm sharing the journey with you. So if you want to help out, holler at me just sign up for one month on patreon do a one-time donation which that's been pretty you know that's what's what we've had the help with so far just like a one-time donation boom there's the money and it actually was enough to buy a big pack of cat food so that was great um you know every little bit helps every big bit helps a lot and regardless we're going to take care of these babies until it's time for them to go back um i would just like to get enough to where we could adopt them and give them out to good homes. That That's my goal. So enough of that. If you have a story you want to share, holler at me. The number is 304-812-0553. That's to get me on the bump phone. You can text me on that. Um, call, leave a voicemail, whatever you want. You can get a hold of me that way. The easiest way forever is going to probably be just email me at the bump podcast at gmail.com that way i know i'm seeing it please if you if you message me i will answer you back so check your junk mail check your spam folders okay because i will get a hold of you just check because for some reason it's been going there um yeah i'm on all the social medias please continue to share this show 
for whatever reason, I went from like number 35 in the top charts for uh, natural science. This last month, I've dropped down like 200 places. So I don't know if 200 really awesome podcasts come on or if we're being buried for some reason here lately. Um, because the number of downloads hasn't went down. Hmm. 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 All right. No further delay. Let me bring on Chokma. Tell you. All right. So I think what I'll start is um, when I was younger, I think the furthest memories of weird things uh, was I'm actually from El Salvador. Okay. So I was, I was born in El Salvador and my mother left me at two years old with my aunt because she wanted to come to America and, you know, prepare a way for, for a better life. And so she was saving up the money here to basically um, have me move from El Salvador here. In the meantime, uh, my one of my grandmothers, my mother's mother, had a house uh, in the countryside, on the mountainside in El Salvador. And so my aunt would often, we would often go, right, to this mountainside, and we would, uh, we would just stay over. And so I had a lot, a lot of fond memories with little animals, you know, her, her little farm and whatnot that she had. But there was a strange thing, thank you. There was a strange thing that as a three-year-old, a four-year-old, you don't really expect to do. And what that was is that I would wake up around the wee hours of the morning, like 3 a.m., strangest mm -hmm. thing. And I would just walk around outside in the moonlight. And this is super dangerous because you're talking about, you know, you're in the mountainside, you know, this is wild. This is wilderness territory. There's no official roads and stuff like that, you know. Yeah, man. This is out in the middle of nowhere. And I would just wander around, you know, in the dark and then come back, like, right before they even woke up, around 5 a.m., like, right before the sunrise, you know, like, start city, really. And I can't, I, I'm going to be honest, I, I don't know if they, these are just repressed memories, um, but I, all I, re, all I can remember is that I may have had interactions with some shadowy figures while being out there. So I don't know what that's about. I mean, I think I need to go into prayer and to discover more, but, um, this is a thing that I would do often. Um, and so now the next thing was, is that. When um yeah, I would actually even do it at my at my, at my where my aunt was staying, you know, I would the, the weirdest things like that would just go in the backyard in the middle of the night and in El Salvador, you, you want to talk about alley cats, it was like they had alley cats and all kinds of animals lurking around and stuff like so that was just a thing for some reason. I would just wander around in the dark in the middle of the night. Um wow. was, it, so, was it like sleepwalking or something, or was it something else? That's that's what I, I honestly, now, now that I'm having this conversation and I'm having to talk about this, I'm realizing that that is probably something that I really need to go to prayer about. Because even though I've denounced 
and renounce my any contracts that my ancestors may have with anything. Right. It's something very peculiar for a, a three-year-old child, a four-year-old child to be doing, right? Yeah. And so um, the next thing was is that when we crossed the border, right, <laughs> we actually crossed the border, um, somewhere between Mexico and Arizona, um, in the desert, I remember hallucinating, or what I thought was hallucinating, with these stars. And I imagine at the time, um, they may have been UFOs, I'm not sure it was, but there was a certain point where we were on the run. My aunt had picked me up because the cops were on our tail, right? right. And But in the middle of all this, I'm seeing these things, and I don't know what my childlike mind kind of replaced certain things, but I promise you that there was things that I was seeing around us. I couldn't, my like, like I don't know if it was UFOs, it, what, what were they? But they were, in, in my mind, it was just kind of replacing them with cartoonish kind of figures, right? To, I guess, to best explain what I was seeing. But why, why in the world was, um, you know, Cupid-like entities carrying mm. the front of a truck with two high beam lights, you know, around us, you know, and things like that. Which now I think about it, you know, what are Cupids? Are they, aren't they like cherubim kind of? Yes. So if my child, like, you know, four-year-old mind is trying to conceptualize what I'm seeing as is the best next thing are, are Cupids that you would see like on a Catholic painting or something like that. But they're carrying, for, they're holding up these high beams, right? And they're flying all around us, right? Um, you know, you gotta, you gotta kind of ask yourself like, what was going through my mind? Because I, you know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a kid, right? Right. But then, right. And then, and then off in the distance, I'm seeing these stars coming down from the sky. Right? Okay. So, Man, let, let me jump in here, and I don't mean to interrupt. Right, go ahead. Go ahead. I, scripture is hitting me I think while you're while you're saying this mm -hmm. um, Psalm 91 I think it's verse 11 um, he will charge his angels concerning you to guard you in all your ways mm. Mm. you see what I'm saying and when the angels come to you what's the first thing an angel always says in the Bible fear not you're not, don't yeah. be afraid. So, so they can present themselves as a normal person, like they did in Sodom and Gomorrah, like they've done to Abraham. Um, they could appear to a child as something harmless, you know what mm -hmm. I mean? So, so you won't be afraid. And they got that light around you. Interesting. So like you were being guarded, man, and you, wow. you're innocent. You, you know, you, you were this child. You got to see these things, man. You, get, your story is giving me chill bumps, man. <laughs> I love it. All I right. never thought about it like that. That's so strange. That is so strange. Wow. That's the oh, praise God. Praise God. Yes, sir. All right, so, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no, no. That's 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 I, I never that's a uh uh enlightening for, for me, you know. That you know, I'm here doing talking about this stuff and I'm getting answers, you know. That makes so much sense. <laughs> so God. yeah. So from there, um, 
you know, my, my, I, you know, I came to America, you know, live, grew up in New York because that's where my mom was living at. Um, at first, she was my, with my father, and um, and I'm gonna talk about this because it all correlates. It it, it all goes hand in hand. You know, people don't understand that. You know, we may be seeing, you know, these these some people can actually get to see some of these demons, see these uh, so-called aliens and all these creatures. Most people don't, but they manifest in your dysfunctional home, right? Whether or not mm -hmm. you can see them. And so, um, my father, right? My father actually has a lot of witchcraft on his side of the family. Okay. A mother. Now, I mean, as a kid, I don't know this stuff, right? I know this right. now. But my mother had witchcraft on her side of the family. And so here you have two lineages of witchcraft coming together, and they're both abusive to each other, right? Eventually, they ended up splitting. But what, um, and the, what, what the product of that was then my mom was abusive towards us, yeah. you know, emotionally, verbally. Um, and she, and she went through a lot of trauma. And the reason why I'm bringing this up is because a lot of times, um, a, a very telltale sign of a, a family that deals or has dealt with witchcraft is trauma and abuse. And the reason why the familiar spirit Either, either directly or in, or 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 maybe even a family member that is still active because you'll always have one family member that's the most active, right? right. Like deep in keeping it the strongest alive, that will put the demons on the rest to feed, right? In essence, mm -hmm. to feed off of the rest of the family. And the reason why they do this is because when you introduce trauma. It's like a computer. It's it's brute forcing, hacking, right? Wow. So what you do is is that the, what the witches do is is that spiritually what these demons do is that they create contradictions in the soul, and then in order to traumatize you and insert their their hooks into you, and now you're in this constant state of contradiction. This is why the Bible says a double-minded man is unstable in all, all his ways because. You're oppressed by these contradictory demons that are based on emotional trauma, and you're trapped in the in between them. You're trapped in limbo. So, for example, you may have you have made you may have experienced sexual abuse as a child, right? Mm -hmm. The shame, embarrassment, right, that comes into that, right, and you can't seem to shake it off. Some people they get stuck in that, right. But then right. other, a lot more people, then because they get tired of being there, then a, a demon of pride will arise and introduce anger and wrath in order as a self-defense mechanism. Because pride, what what ego was, um, what the Lord revealed to me in, in just meditation was that ego was a self-preservation system just like ego what ego would it what he designed this what ego was supposed to do is don't touch the fire because it's going to hurt you right right, right. It, it's a it's a self-defense mechanism right 
But then because of this trauma, then what happens is that it becomes a self-exaltation mechanism. And there here comes pride, right? Wow. And yeah. so here comes pride, the strong man behind anger and wrath to build up these walls to, to protect this little traumatized inner child that is just still hurting because of whatever abuse they endured, you know? So, yeah. and here we go. You're, you're ashamed. You're, 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 you're proud and angry and wrathful or, or condescending. But, and now you can't get is You can't, you can't even escape from your shame and everything. You can't change as a person because you never dealt with the inner child that with, with those demons repressed in there. But another thing is that now you're your own enemy because you don't even want to look back because you, now you're too proud to even admit that, yeah, so now you see how the devil just turns on you yeah. and now, now, now it has you turn on yourself now. Why? Because if he can, now he split the soul in half, now he's divided you against yourself. And this is how this the witchcraft is stronger and he can insert more demons. Now he can insert, well, don't listen to God. Have full control. Get right. into spell work. Get into this. I'll give you more control. I'll give you more power. Right? And he'll start manifesting himself as shadow people. Right? In your life. Now you're scared of the dark. Now you're getting traumatized. Because now you got, for example, what used to happen to me. Thank God that I never got that far. But you know, as I'm talking, the Lord is kind of like um, having me drive this conversation a certain way because now he's even showing me like, I kept you from this. The people that you delivered, you know, you were supposed to be them. Amen. You know, you were this close, right? And in a way, I was there because of the cult, but we will get there. But he's just showing me, you were supposed to be. See, this wow. was the end of the plan. You were supposed to be the warlock. Right. Mm. So, um, but stuff like in the shower, shower, right. As a kid, close your eyes, right. A lot of Latinos joke about this. Native Americans joke about this, right. That, that I've heard you close your eyes in the shower and you see all these demons out of nowhere and you freak out like what's going on. That's a demonic attack. I, I dealt with that oh, yeah. for years. Wow. Right. But would they do that because you're a child and now they're trying to get you accustomed with the fear, accustomed yeah. with the presence. So then once you've finally broken down, broken you down enough and they steered you down enough, now you can open up to the witchcraft, the sorcery, and everything else, right? Man. So, yes. That makes sense. So, you know, um, shadow people. Grew up watching, seeing them. And I was just like, what the heck? So I was scared of the dark, which was so crazy. It was so funny. I would be crazy of the dark inside houses. But I wouldn't be scared of the dark outside houses. Yeah. Weird. That is. Really, but what I, what, what, I, uh, what I chopped it up to is, is that, see... There's more demons inside the houses than there's outside. Yeah. Right? So whatever my mom was in agreement with was inside the house, and I was I was afraid of it. 
or, or them. Right. But outside, you know, they they they, they be hanging around, but not like what well, they want to be where their host is at. They're parasites. Right. right? Yes. Like, yes. So now I'm like, okay, this stuff is making sense. Why these things? You know, I was so bothered. Right. And mm-hmm. so, um, fast forward. Um, fast forward when when it, when when the paranormal stuff stuff really started amping up uh, was when I was fifteen. I had already been deep in the you're, you're talking about um, early two thousands. Well, like two thousands and was it? I graduated two thousand and twelve. So we're talking about two thousand and nine, right? So two thousand and nine, I was already going through the whole rabbit hole with the government, you know, uh, Illuminati, all this stuff, which I knew was like, yeah, this world is, this world is wicked. The government is wicked, right? Yeah. I, I, mind you, I was raised Seventh-day Adventist, um, but at that time, I was still in a rebellious stage. So I'm like, man, I got to get serious about God. I'm about to go back to Seventh-day Adventism because... This place is all too wicked. I don't know about the reptilian and gray stuff, right? Right. But what I do know is that this place is wicked. And at that time, that's when the UFOs started manifesting. I would start seeing, I remember the first time I saw a UFO, the thing was the size of like three football fields. I was uh, in Farmingdale, Long Island, and I was watching... The sun, no, no, Amityville, Long Island. It's right at the border of Farmingdale. So I'm watching the sunset, beautiful, beautiful sunset, and I start seeing this giant thing from the corner, the the top left corner of my 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 visual. But this thing is so massive, and for some reason, I I want to look at it, but I'm stuck. Mm. I I cannot look at. I'm just looking at the sun, and I'm like. Why can't I look? What is going on? Like, I was like, why am I not able to turn my head right now? And so then I started hearing, don't look, don't look. And I'm like, what? Wait, hold on. What's going on? Am I tripping? Mind you, I've never done drugs. I've never smoked weed. I was never into any of this stuff. I was in, I was, you know, I was getting myself into trouble, but what drugs was not one of them. Right. So, I'm looking, nah, man. Then I said, what the heck is wrong with me? So then I kind of snapped out of it. It was like I was falling into like a trance or something. I snapped out of it. I said, nah, man, I'm looking at this. So I I, I finally looked at it. And it was like the underside. I could tell it was the underside of something else. And it would look like three giant silver bars. and But there was something much larger that it was part of. Right. But the thing was so huge. Like you're talking about this had this thing had to be several miles. I mean I, I would I would say, you know, somewhere in the ozone layer there. You could tell this thing was super high, but wow. yet it was so massive. So I knew the thing was massive, and I'm looking at it, and something in my brain is telling me, look away, it's just a plane. And I'm thinking, like, what? 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 That is not a plane. What is? <laughs> what? 
what am I thinking? Right. And it's, oh, okay, fine. It's a helicopter. I said, no, it's not. I'm arguing with myself now, right? Or whatever this thing in my head, right, was telling me. Yeah. And, and I'm like, he said, it's just a kite. I'm like, oh, come on. And I was like, what in the world? At this point, I'm angry at whatever this thing is that's talking in my head. And yeah, I, just, I, I just yelled out to my, my friend, Mike. I said, because Mike, he was into all this stuff. He, we were just discovering all this stuff together. So I said, Mike, yo, get out, get out of here, get out of here. So he took his sweet time. He missed it. But as I'm yelling, I'm, this other cloud, massive cloud, comes out of nowhere. And the ship goes into the cloud. And you would think because of its sheer size, it would come out the other side. Right. But as it's going into the cloud, it's disappearing. Like it's it just it's like it went into the cloud and just disappeared. Hmm. Okay. And that was the first time that I saw a UFO. From there, I mean, and I, I don't I'm not gonna talk about every situation because we would the whole podcast would be full of just my <laughs> UFO stories. Right. Right. Um, but um I can talk about the different kinds and maybe the, the, the most exceptional UFO experiences that I've had. Sure, uh, man. So I've seen, there's this kind of, I've seen videos about this too. Other people have seen this. There's this, there's this kind of UFO that is black, but it seems to flip like, uh, like a toss of a coin as it flies through the air. Yeah. See, I've seen that one. I've seen, I've seen the 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 cigarette looking ones, the cylinder ones. Um, I've seen the um. Oh, why am I forgetting that? I've seen the uh. Whoa, what what's his blockage? Okay, well that's weird. Okay, okay, you know what? Once I got maybe the Lord just wants me to talk about it. Okay. Uh, aside aside from the different kinds. You yeah, man. I seen so my brother, okay, I guess he wants me to talk about this. Um my brother started telling me because he was a scoffer, he said, You're crazy, UFOs aren't real. I'm right. telling you they're real. And this is my other brother now, not the one that I was told, told something about earlier. But he's so at first he was scoffing, whatever. And one day he told me, yo, and because both my brothers came, he's like, yo, we just saw a man on fire in the sky. What? And so I said, oh, I said, now, now look, now, now I'm the skeptic. I said, right. All right, listen, man. Don't, don't be trying to one up me. I know you were fools are real, but a man on fire. Say like, no, man. Like you got you. Listen, it's real. It's real. We both look at ask my ask my, uh, my brother. So we, my my other brother said no, dude. It's real. I saw it too. And so and apparently they had a friend there too that had seen it. A man on fire, right? Hmm. As time advanced. 
there is these be these beings. I don't know what they are. I don't know if they're angels. I don't know. I don't know what they are. I should honestly. I think I need to start praying for more revelation of what are these things, different things that the Lord has has allowed me to see throughout these years. So there is when you would think that okay, okay, watch this. You see those those, those things that people say that that are their chemtrails or maybe a rocket flying through the sky, right? Yeah. Yeah. All right. So you see that they leave a trail, right? But imagine that, right? But you see that it's very linear, right? Um, these things, when they're flying through the sky, they're wiggling around as if they're humans. Like you have what you would expect from like maybe a movie, you see right. a superhero or something like that flying through the sky and they're just swerving right and one day i saw them there was seven of them flying through the sky and at that time i thought that these because um admittedly i was part of a a, a biblically based cult right i didn't know it was a cult at the time but they they taught that according to the scripture ufos are the chariots of god right right Yep. So at that, at that time, uh, which I was already perfectly set up for, because even before that, I was telling these things, hey, look, this place is wicked, so I'm on your side, right? Not not even realizing that I could very well be siding with the enemy, right? Yeah, but man. anyways, back to the, the fly, these flying entities, they really, I, I'm like, oh, that's why they said that they're, they, they're men on fire, because... It's like, imagine the human torch, but on steroids, right? Wow. They're like, they're just beaming through the sky so fast that you would think that there were comets, actually. They, you know what they, what they look like? They look like comets, except comets are, are linear right? And, and way higher in the sky. These things were flying in the altitudes of airplanes <laughs> or even lower, at extreme speeds, swerving, right, um, with amber color, and they're even having a stream, like a tail, like a comic would. And so I called out to one of them, or to these things, and one of them actually stopped while the rest kept flying. What? Right. And so I asked... For um, ignorantly at the time, I don't know. Maybe, maybe they were a little. I don't know. But I asked for a blessing. Right. I said, you know, because at the time I I thought that all these things were angelic, that all these things were of, of the Lord. So I said, you know, I, I I'm praying for a blessing. Like I need I need y'all to bless me, right? Because in the Bible I I, I saw how um, Jacob wrestled the angel, right? Right. Right. Blessing. So, <laughs> so <laughs> it kind of, it just stood there for like three seconds as I'm talking to it, and then it just flew away, blasted off again. Wow. So, yeah. From there, there's another phenomenon. It looks like an apparition in the sky. It looks like what you. The best way I can I can explain it is. But imagine seeing a phantom 
in an angelic form, I guess, with the shape of a like, it looked like it had wings and everything, but it was ghastly, right? It would fly over and said at the time I was living, because uh, uh, I was living in Freeport, Long Island, and it would just fly and hover maybe five stories high above the houses. And I had plenty of encounters with this thing, probably like a handful, where I would always try to run after this thing and chase it down while it's flying across all these houses, but I would never find out where it was going. But this thing looked like, like a ghost in the sky, right? Wow. And this was happening during the day or at oh, night? This was at nighttime. At night? Right. Um, from, from there, oh, from there, around that, oh, and a lot of this stuff was happening at the same time. There was uh, something else. I don't know what this was. There was one day where I had a friend who was dropping me off. This is after a, a church gathering. Uh, and I, and we were talking about these UFOs and everything else, the chariots of God, whatever. And there was this giant white ball. This thing was huge. I, if it fell, I don't know what this thing was. If it fell, I, there was no noise. It looked like something it was just a giant ball of light with little, and you can actually see like little blue flames. Like it's almost like it was a sun or I don't know what this thing was. Like, because I could literally, when it, when I saw it, you can visibly see little tiny blue flames coming off just barely around the edges from this ball of light. And I'm yelling to my friend and I said, dude, look this one, look at it. And he's in the car looking at me and he's thinking that I'm pranking him. I said, bro, just look. So he caught the tail end of it because it was going, it had gone behind a house not directly but like you know from the vi the visual point he caught the as as just as it was disappearing past the horizon he caught he's like what the heck and so he's tripping now i said yeah. i told you i don't be making this stuff up so <laughs> wow. um there's that Oh, I mean, I've seen so many weird things. But I've seen I've seen UFOs where, oh, oh, that's there we go, the black triangle. There is a black triangle. I don't know what matter of fact you got in the back behind you. Yeah. That thing, I don't know what that thing is, but that thing used to actually post up and hover above my house at the wee really? hours of the morning. I would catch it sometimes, and it would just mm. hover. And the thing, you could barely make it out because it's dark, but it would just be posted up there, which is strange. I'm like, but it never does anything. It's just so just there every once in a while. Right. Um, and around that, and I, I mean, I've seen, I've seen the the strangest things where there's like this UFO that you, looks like a like an orb of light, but it has like, you, you ever seen um. Like, you know, Nikola Tesla, the, the, the electricity, how it bounces from one wire to another, but you could visually see the, like, the electricity. Yeah. So imagine a ball of light 
but it, it has a web of electricity around it. Like, it, the, the, the strangest thing, it's almost like, it, I, it, it was like, I, I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't even know how to explain this. It. It's just circles of electricity itself, like several of them surrounding the white ball as if it was like charging up or something. And then all of a sudden, it shoots lightning straight into the ground. Oh, wow. And I remember this because because it was so unique. I've never seen, I've never even seen anything like that on, on TV or anywhere. Yeah, man. But that morning, my brother was sleeping in the living room. It was like 5 a.m. And I told my brother, oh, he wakes up. And I'm just standing out the window looking at the, at the, because at the, this, the electricity. I'm like, how is the electricity just surrounding that orb like that? I'm looking and I'm just fascinated. And, and I always do this because I always want to make sure I'm not losing my marbles. And so he's like, he starts cursing me out because he got scared that I was just standing there. And he's like, what are you looking at, man? What's wrong with you? Answer me. I said, Bro, just look. So he looks at what I'm looking at. <laughs> now he's getting amped up. And then he completely loses it when he sees the lightning shoot down. Yeah. And so I, I said, and I'm, I'm used to this kind of stuff by this time. And so I said, now do you believe me? And he's tripping. Yeah, oh, man. see, and, and see that made me think too. This lightning shooting down. You think that was something landing? Like you think that was something descending to the earth, like hitting the ground? Was was it an entity coming down? Because Jesus described the devil coming down like lightning, right? Right. And we saw him coming down. So we're seeing these these lightning flashes, these bolts hit the ground. Do you think that's just like the, that's just the speed of these entities? And that do you ever get to see the ground? What happens to the ground when it hit? I mean, I, that I, I, at that point, I you know I didn't have my own car yet, right? And so, but I would look. Yo, like, is there anything on the news? Any? Right. This is Long Island, New York. You know, right. Now, this is where Monta the Montauk project was based out was based out of. Wow. So what now what's interesting though is, is that I've gone back to Long Island several times and I don't see the same level of activity that I used to see years ago. Now that I come to it, it something feels different. Right. I don't know I don't know if it's because I've been away for so long. I don't know if something's changed, but I will say this that Whatever they were doing years ago, they they were definitely doing something because it was too much activity in the skies. Yeah, I mean, and whoever's in Long Island, maybe y'all start looking up in the skies more, you know, so you could catch this stuff. Um, but as far as your question is concerned, it may have been because there was no noise. You know how in regular uh, in a regular thunderstorm, right. It, 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 you know, it rumbles, and then you hear the crack of yeah. that light. I, you hear nothing. All you see is a flash. Wow. You like live completely 
silent. And that's another weird thing that was about this. I'm like, why didn't we hear anything? So Man. that may have been some something coming down because why didn't we, if it was, if it was an attack, right. Or you were going to shoot something for some reason, I think that it, that would have had to have been way more charged up. Maybe it wasn't charged, charging. It wasn't charging. Maybe it was just that it was about to come down. Yeah. Maybe. And if something got hit, you would think that would be on the news that, you know, lightning strikes right. such and such location, you know? That's my point. Yeah, man. What if, what if it was just a portal? Maybe, maybe, what if, right? Because we don't understand how these things right. work. But what if that electricity that it was that was manifesting like that so strangely? I've never seen electricity do that. Electricity right. doesn't. Electricity needs a circuit, right? Right. So to go from point A to point B, it, it needs a closed circuit. Right. How is this electricity completing itself in a circular fashion like that? Now I'm thinking about it. What if that was just a portal? Could have been. Wow. Wow. Yeah, man. And now that you brought it forth, he comes down as a light. Man, I think we just hit, hit, hit on something. Man, that's crazy. Yes. You, that's, that's yeah. <laughs> you, you were watching. You were watching. Uh, yeah, man. <laughs> wow. Uh, in Long Island. that You know, that makes sense. That's crazy. Um, from from there. Um, now, mind you that that this I I didn't really need to, like for some reason I think there was something more to my house, um, because it was it just seemed to be a hot spot of really strange activity, um, as far as the the, the shadows and everything else and. Um, as a matter of fact, I, I, some of this stuff, my brothers know more because I was so busy trying to stay out of the house right. to escape, escape my mom, <laughs> but they've told me, I, I recently discovered that, um, the cabinets will sometimes swing open by themselves. I never got to witness that, but my bro, both my brothers confirmed and my mom actually even confirmed it. Yeah. And sometimes the cabinets would just swing open by themselves. Yeah. And now I'm thinking back like, oh, I wasn't crazy as a kid when I, I was picking up them demons and I was running for upstairs. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly it. They're, they're keeping that spirit of fear going. Yes. Uh-huh. Exactly. Wow. Um, so, you know, if you get, if you, you know, for any listeners, um, if you have your kids, you know, they, and they, they seeing stuff, I mean, I have a, a, I have a daughter, I paid very much attention to her, you know, cause even when she was, you know, I stay, I stay prayed up, but yeah. ever since I kicked these, those demons out of my house, you know, they've been trying to get back in cause we moved to this house right. and I spent a week. Um, mind you that uh, uh, I didn't I didn't start acknowledging all this stuff as spiritual warfare until I moved to this house. The Lord used this house and then the Skinwalker Ranch series to really open my eyes, you know, 
yeah. to what I was dealing with. And so when I was in here, there was this great, what people would think, oh, you know, oh, you're just paranoid schizophrenic, right? Because right. I'm I'm thinking I'm having this this immense intense, well, I'm trying to clean the house for us to move in and paint it and stuff like that. I'm getting this intense paranoia that some like somebody's in the house. I'm looking in the house. I'm like, nobody's there. I'm running to the basement. Nobody's there. But I know, like, I have this intense feeling that somebody's in the house and they don't want me in the house. I'm like, I'm, I go to the porch. I'm like, is somebody, what is going on? Right. And, um, and what's it called? It forced me to step out on faith because I got tired of it. And I said, I'm going to try something that I've never tried before. And I said, in the name of Jesus, whatever you are, or however many of you are, y'all need to get out this house. That's it. And it worked. <laughs> it worked. Right? Yeah. In a moment of desperation, of just like, I have no other answers. Right? Yeah, I told those things to leave in the name of Jesus. And so from there, um, I started getting a paranoia that now that we're outside, these like, but I wasn't, mind you, I'm not thinking. Imagine you having the feeling that you're being hunted, right? Oh, yeah. And like you for somehow that you know that there's actual people outside, right? Yeah. And I'm looking out the window. Right? I'm looking out the window. There's nobody there. I, I'm running outside with my machete. Right? I'm like, what in the world is going on? Right? Nobody's there. So, it made, something clicked in my head. Because I live in Detroit. Right? So, here in Detroit, I, I do a lot of general contracting. I've been in a lot of houses. A lot of these houses. Oh, here we go. So, like, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna talk about some other stuff that I have seen, and bring it back to the how how I came to the conclusions in, in my house. Because this, this is where the Lord had me figure it all out. This I have been experiencing a lot of weird stuff around Detroit. Now, just a little background story. I, I know I go, I'll go around, but it's just to, to make a bigger picture, right? There is a thing that's very little, it, everybody knows, but it's kind of like the biggest key, secret that everybody knows, that there is a cloud over Detroit. Mm. Right? There is this darkness, this dark cloud that hovers and torments the citizens of Detroit. Now, um, that being said, as I'm going to these different houses, I'm experiencing paranormal activity, right? I'm working on these different houses. They're vacant. I'm repairing them. So the first, the, I was working in this one house and I had this, this other Salvadorian guy, young guy working with me and he used to smoke a lot of weed. Now at the time I didn't know that weed helps strengthen the demon demonic connections or attachments that mm -hmm. are on that person it, it helps them strengthen and so 
when you're around weed smokers, you know, it you can basically expect for the, the demonic activity to, to follow, whether they wow. acknowledge it or not, right? So he's working, and, you know, that's the best thing because it's very hard to find good workers in Detroit. You know, I would just let him rock as long as he would, like, help me get the job done. Right. Well, we started hearing foot, like, feet walking around, stomping around in the house. Mm. And I chalked it up to, um, I chalked it up to, oh, it's just the house settling because the, the house, <laughs> it was caving in and I had to jack it up, right? Yeah. And I'm thinking, oh, it's going to crack. It's going to snap. You know, it's going to make funny noises. My, this, this house is like three stories high, right? It's a big house. So I'm just like, nah, nah I'm not going to freak myself out, right? Right. footsteps because we will work late because I'm trying to like finish this job yeah so I started seeing the shadow people around now mind you this is actually during the time of COVID well, right before COVID and I said one day I started seeing like this bird but this shadow was different it looked like a black like it looked like a plague doctor okay so you know how the plague doctor has a beak? It looks like, kind of like a bird. Yeah. So I started, I'm like, I don't know. I said, nah, I'm just going to brush it off, right? So one day, though, I come back. I, oh, I told I tell, uh, I tell him, I say, hey, listen, I'm going I'm to go get more materials because we're running low. I'll be right back. I left my drill downstairs, right? When I come back, my drill isn't where I left it. I said, bro, where's my drill? He's like, oh, bro. He's like, what the? I thought you already had been back. I said, what do you What do you mean? Because I, I I had told him, like, um, listen, how, um, what's it called? Help me. Well, I, what's it called? When I, when I was looking for the drill, um, I had told him, I was, I was telling him, hey, listen, uh, go get my stuff. Go get this right. series up the truck. So I said, but I couldn't find it. And he's like, hold on, man. Like, did you just get here? Because I thought you had been back. You're, you're, I heard you drilling upstairs. So I said, what? So I'm like, what are you, now, now I don't think he's, he's, he's uh, pulling my leg, right? Right, right. So I go upstairs. And the drill is like right smack perfectly. Now, I, now I'm like, he's definitely busting my chops right 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 smack in the middle of the uh of the room upstairs but the weird thing is is that okay with the drill as it's a craftsman drill right so when you press it the light comes on right i had it when i got there i hadn't heard it on or anything but when i went upstairs it was right smack in the middle of the room mm -hmm. and the light had just turned off when I came in, I'm like, but I didn't hear it all. What the, what the heck? Is it malfunctioning? And I'm like, no, this guy is just pulling my leg because it's like it's perfectly, just perfectly right in the middle of the room. Right. And I had not left it there. So I just like left it aside. Nah, this guy's just pulling my leg, man. He's just pranking, right? Whatever. So about a week goes by and finally, so it was late. 
and I'm cleaning up, I'm picking up this trash, right? On the, it, this is a living room area. It's it's rectangular, it's long. So I'm we're both towards the middle of the room. The 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 back the back of the house uh or the living room has a big window. The front of the house is a big window. He's more he's nearer to the front of the house, I'm nearer to towards the back of the house. So I pick up the trash and I'm uh, I at the left side of the corner of my uh, of my eye. Just a side note, there's this thing that a lot of people have that they don't realize that they have, but you do, everybody has it, but not everybody acknowledges it or knows what it is. You do have a spiritual set of eyes. You do. Yeah. It's not just you making stuff up in your, in, in your mind. You're actually seeing when those, when these things, just these visions or whatever, just pop up in your head. No, you're actually seeing stuff. You, you just think it's just your imagination. Right. Well, why is your brain? You. I don't watch horror movies. I don't watch this stuff. Why is it right? So watch this. So to the left side of my eye, I see. Mind you, I have been seeing this shadow figure around the house for a while now, but I always ignored it. But this thing was right next to me, mm. and I seen it with my spiritual eyes. And for a split second, and it disappeared, and I and I dropped my stuff. I got, I said, I said, bro. And he looked at me. I said, tell me you just didn't, you didn't just see that. He said, he said, he looked at me dead in my eyes. He said, what? Well, he's like, what? The bird looking thing? I said, the bird looking. You know about this thing? He's like, yeah, you know, it's been it's been around the house, you know, for like about a month. Looking at this guy like, hold on, you why are you so casual about this? Right, man. Why are you so and I'm thinking like what is wrong with this guy? <laughs> so mind you that he needs some deliverance. Now that I know that what I know, he that kid needs so much deliverance because right. he does he does he has he's done a lot of drugs, all the weed and everything else, and he the other stuff that he's told me, he he's like his his family deals with heavy witchcraft that's now affecting him yeah. so what's it called um and he's looking at this guy like what is wrong with this guy so there's that experience right got out that house i'm working at another house i'm gonna bring it back to my house because these experiences is what helped me once i was moved into this house that I'm living in, help me figure it out. Wait a minute. I've been under spiritual warfare this whole time, right? Yeah. It's this other house that this guy wanted to turn into Airbnb and to make the money make sense. So when it moves out, I would work really long hours. This included working up to midnight, sometimes even 3 a.m. Mm -hmm. Well, to make a long story short, in this house, I started experiencing that paranoia that I was ex that I experienced in my house, yeah. right? But this is way before. So I really thought, and you know, this is actually not the first time that it's happened. So if you ever feel that you're being hunted and you're just surrounded and you're just on the verge of losing your sanity, right? Just know that you are under attack but you're under, and it's not any kind of attack. 
It is specifically somebody doing witchcraft on you to make you lose your mind. Mm. Mm. That's, okay. what, that's what that craft is. That's what it's supposed to be. This is why people go schizophrenic. It's to induce that fear continually in you and harass you until you break. Thank the Lord that he never let me break, right? So now fast forward. Oh, here we go. But before I leave off from that house, this is something else that happened. With that same kid, we were hearing, one day he was, he was working with me and we were hearing footsteps on the roof. We go outside. There was nobody on the roof except a cat. Cats are not that heavy. But I didn't know nothing about this stuff. So at the time I said, that's weird. That cat right. made a lot of noise, right? So we were joking, right? I packed, we're packing up the truck. And I kid you not, both of our necks snapped at the same. We were ha ha he he he. And then boom, we both, our, our heads turned to the same side of the sidewalk at the same time, stopped laughing. And we both saw this bird man looking thing, man. Now I'm like, what? And so then we turned at each other. It's like, what is this thing? Right. Right. Now. That bird, that that thing had been following me around. There was another. Oh, say, and this is another thing too. If if you start seeing these things, yes, you are being watched. These are monitoring spirits. But what I have not yet discerned yet is how to tell when it's an astral projector of a high witchcraft level, right? Because you got different levels even with astral projectors. Or is this just a local principality stalking you, right? Yep. So, I it, it's I, I'm still have yet to learn which is which. But if here's a, here's another phenomenon. I did not know that somebody had to tell me, and then I'm like, oh, okay, I'm not crazy. Because again, you know, when you're going into spiritual warfare and the Lord is teaching you about these things, you still have to do a self check to make sure you're not going off the deep end because Satan can turn this and then turn something that could be enlightening and then make you lose your mind. Right. Yeah. So I, I always do a self-check. I'm always asking to ask the Lord, don't give me over to the delusion, right? Reveal to me, if this is what it is, then reveal it all to me, but don't let me go into delusion. So there was this one house I'm working at and Every day, you know, I would, I would work till the sun goes down and I would go, you know, leave out the side side door as usual, right? But here is something where something changed one night. Garbage cans are always in the same place, right? Mm -hmm. I come out the house, I snap my neck. I just turn real quickly as if somebody was there. But I look, it's just a trash can. Second night, the, the the feeling is more intense and darker. And I'm looking like, bro, what in the world? So I go in the backyard. I'm like, am I, you know, put the flashlight on and I'm looking. I'm like, is anybody here? Like, but I'm, my attention is still towards that trash can, right? right. 
Third night, the, the feeling is the most intense and darkest as if somebody is about to harm me. Right. And so I'm, I'm on full defense, right? And then I get into my car. I'm looking around, making sure. I'm like, what in the world is going on? Mind you, all this stuff is before I figured out what was going on. And I sent up a prayer. I said, Lord, if this is your angel, right, then give me peace about this, its presence. But if it's if it's something demonic, make it go away. Instant, instantly, gone. It's gone. Yep. Now, why I bring this up about the trash can is, is that I was not aware, and I, other people had to make me aware of this. These angelic, these these no, not not just angelic, but these spiritual entities can inhabit physical objects, yeah. and this is one of the ways that they camouflage themselves. So, if you go about your day, right, and you know, as usual, you're looking at things normally. But for some reason, out of nowhere, something that you something that you see on a daily basis or would never think twice about, but you are you your attention is fully on that inanimate object and you're having a bad feeling about it, you're being monitored. Yeah. And you need to know this. And and um recently actually I had a monitoring spirit. I don't know how it got in into my house, but it had been hanging out uh, 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 in my living room, and I um, I was getting a bad feeling because I kept on looking at this pillow, right? Because there's a pillow on the couch, but specifically, I wasn't even looking at the whole couch. Specifically, that pillow. I'm like, oh, yeah. this, we've had this pillow this whole time. Why am I freaking out over a pillow, right? So I go into prayer, you know, as I do every morning, and I'm praising and worshiping, and something told me call your brother. I call my brother. Um, and I, I, uh, as soon as I said, Hey bro, he starts freaking out. He's like, what the heck? Who is this? And so I said, bro, it's me. So he's like, what? It, it's me. It's, you know, Chuck, like what's going on? You good? Are you okay? So I'm, now I'm thinking like, oh, the Lord had me calling because, you know, something's wrong with him. He said, no, man, I heard a robotic voice. And so I'm like, it was crazy is that earlier in prayer, I had seen, this is another thing. If you're in deep in prayer and you're seeking the Lord, right? You're med the Bible talks about meditating on the Lord, right? We yeah. don't met how Christians meditate is that you meditate on Jesus Christ in the words he says, we don't empty our, our minds, but you do, you can sit there and pray and try to listen to the Lord, right? But the right. problem is, problem is, is that some of y'all will start realizing that the images and things will come into your mind and you got to learn how to decipher what things are things that your brain is just processing it the, the way it does when you're dreaming versus um, sometimes you're looking, you're actually tapping into your spiritual eyes and you're looking onto things that are looking in onto you. Yeah. Sometimes a lot of us don't realize that we have spiritual gifts 
uh, of visions and prophecies, we'll see some of this stuff. We think it's random. We just haven't honed in on the gift yet. And sometimes it's Satan directly come get standing in your way to block you from connecting with the Holy Spirit on another level. Yep. And so why I'm explaining this is because I had seen this robotic looking demon, right? Kind of reptilian, but it was robotic in nature. It was weird. Kind of, it kind of looked like Terminator-ish. It was, it was different than I've, anything I've ever seen before, right? You won't even find this thing in any, any movie. Um, but I thought it was like, oh, it's just, you know, my mind, right? But now I call my brother and he's telling me he hears a robotic voice. Mm. And I said, okay, bro, we got to go into prayer because I saw this thing, what you're talking about, you know, in prayer, not to like just a couple of minutes ago. And so sometimes my brother is actually able to listen to these things. And I, I sometimes I call him in into and some different people. I, I, I mainly call him, but there's other people as well. Some people can actually their their spiritual ears are more in tunes. Right. And this and this is advice too for mm-hmm. anybody doing deliverance. It's good if you can, can make use of different people's gifts because it'll help you do deliverance even better. And so I've called him in at times um for deliverance because he can hear the demon more directly than I can. Wow. And so it helps with, it helps with the deliverance. And so um, apparently this thing was sent by a witch to observe me because they're trying to figure out what my strengths and my weaknesses are. Mm. Mm. So all that to say, when the Lord, when you're starting to develop your spiritual gifts, don't ignore what the Lord is allowing you to see. You're not crazy. And many people will listen to this podcast and say, this guy has lost his marbles. Complete nut job. But I'm telling you, you're not a nut job. Right. You're just spiritually inclined and you, you're you t- more tapped into your spiritual senses, right, um, than, than other people. And you need to go to the Lord for him to fine tune you. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, Let me ask you a question real quick. Go ahead. Um, I, I don't. I'm not trying to get you off track. No, good. Um, this witchcraft. Mm. That's it for this week, guys. Thanks for listening. If you want more content, if you want to submit your own story to be on the show, if you want to listen to past episodes, or if you want to donate to the show, you can do all of that through thebumppodcast.com. So just go there. Uh, explore the website, check it all out. If you want to sign up to be a member, it's super cheap. It's just $1.75 a week. You can cancel it anytime. Get in on uh, all the, the new, latest, and greatest stuff we have going on. All right, so again, thanks for listening. I love you. God bless.
personally ready to submit your life to God and accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior. The book of Romans chapter 10 verse 9 says it really simply that if you confess with your mouth Jesus as Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. 
It's that simple. To be born again, to start a new life as a child of God, to join God's army, to rise up against the evil forces that you know are all around you. You don't have to do it alone. I love you. Jesus loves you. And may God bless you.
Bedroom.